Moshi Moshi. Hello. I'm Zeb Ramsbotham. And I'm Annie Ramsbotham. And we're the Rambling Ramsbothams. Our journey might be rambling, but we hope this podcast isn't. Yeah, so thankfully today we do have quite a bit to ramble about, but we'll try to stay in control. But Keep it interesting. Yeah, so things are finally happening fast with the JET program after tons of waiting. And recently I got my email from my predecessor, which we talked about before, that we were hoping we would maybe hear from him. Yeah, his name's Ben with two N's. Yeah, and he he seems like a really nice guy. He sent me a very detailed email, and yeah, it's just very friendly. He says, you know, congratulations on being accepted in the JET program, being placed in Ishikawa. Um, he's been looking forward to hearing about me, and yeah. You want to read a couple of the sections? Yeah, he, his email is very detailed, and he kind of has it laid out in these sections where he says that um, he presumes we've likely done a lot of research which i feel like we have i think that a lot of google searching at least (laughs) yeah so we've definitely been doing a lot of research and he said that he would like to preemptively address some of the likely most pressing questions uh just very quickly he does say that uchinata does kind of have everything that you need and he and his predecessor did not have cars they did have electric bikes though that's kind of neat mm-hmm yeah I think we've always talked about getting electric bikes. Uh, and then we'll probably save the most exciting part for last. So we'll skip through some of the email and talk about, he mentions that I will have another school. He only visits the school once a week, but his predecessor visited the school twice a week. And it's in Kanazawa like proper. And it's kind of like a high school for adult students and high school students so they do a night class and so I would probably help with the night class once a week and have to go into Kanazawa he said that he goes Thursday evenings so that could be kind of cool like maybe we could just make Thursday our city night (laughs) yeah go over there and after you teach or before you teach whatever time that is we could have dinner like in town yeah I was joking with Daiki about it and Daiki was reassuring me that Japan is very safe. So he said that, you know, Annie, he's like, oh, Ani-san can go with you into town and she's like safe to walk around. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. I wasn't worried about that, but yeah. that's nice I know. to have. I, I told him we, we weren't worried. And it is, I looked at it and it's next to a mega Don Quixote. So you can do <laughs> some shopping. It's like a Walmart, but more. Yeah, pretty extreme. But mm-hmm. so there's a mega Don Quixote that you can go into. So that would be interesting, and only having one travel school would be pretty good, because you hear some jets that go to, like, 10 schools or something crazy. Like yeah, that would be really pretty exhausting, and then you yeah. wouldn't really get to know any of the students well. You would just, like, that would be hundreds of kids you would meet. Which kind of brings us to the next point. Um, he gave me <laughs> some details about Uchinata High School, and I thought it was funny. He said that the high school is quite laid back in most ways, and it's a small school with less than 200 students. So that's... Sounds great. Yeah. I mean, the high school that I went to was each class was like 500 students. Yeah. It sounds more like my school. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Small school. So I guess, yeah, that means that like each class is only like 50 students. I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. But like each grade. Yeah. You could get to know them fairly well. Yeah. And you're laid back. Yeah. Apparently they're laid back. (laughs) Very Yasashi individual. So hopefully they'll get along with me. Um, He did say the overall English level of the school is quite low, as is academics, 
but the students are friendly and the workload is not particularly high. Perfect. I know. Yeah, I thought that sounded good. And then it's funny he mentions, he said, you should have a fair amount of time to drop into PE classes. So I wonder if it's like a very sports-centered school. Mm -hmm. Um, So he said that um, I should have plenty of time to study Japanese or do other activities at work. (laughs) So So desk warming. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm happy to study Japanese. But And so we can mention that we got the link to the school's website and in looking at it we noticed that there was a track team which we mentioned last podcast and so I sent a screenshot of the track team's kind of like advertising thing to my Japanese tutor and during our lesson he kind of translated some of it and he was like oh like this is super cool he's like they have like a is like literally translated as bicycle racing club but so yeah that's um encouraging so maybe that's one of the PE classes I can get involved with that'd be very cool yeah and we did look on google maps and like looked at the velodrome and stuff so that was that was neat so one of the things that a lot of jets or alts get involved with is the english club i don't think you're often like expected to run it but i think it is kind of like you know you're there to speak english yeah so I guess if there's it would an english club kind of a natural expectation yeah but he says uh The club had been on hiatus for quite some time, I think, while coronavirus was dampening all sorts of activities. So the English club uh, has two members. Hmm. Well, you could get to know (laughs) two students very well. Yeah. And kind of like backing on to Jet and schools, he has an interesting part, which I hadn't really thought of, but we kind of brought it up where he, we had talked about like, I'd probably be the only alt at that high school. And that is the case, but he mentioned there are two other alts in Uchinata. There's one that works at the elementary schools, and I think there are four elementary schools in Uchinata. And then there's a middle school lot who works at the middle schools. And then one of the CIR positions that we talked about, there's also a CIR, but apparently he's like transitioning out. So he's uh, going to be not there anymore. But they said that there's probably a new CIR coming in, and so I'll probably get to meet that guy. Ben said that I'd probably hear from my supervisor next week, hopefully. But right now the school is going through exam week. And so the teachers are pretty busy. Yeah. He seems like a very nice and like helpful predecessor. Yeah. he. We've kind of heard like from some of the other like alts that from like Zoom calls and stuff that sometimes the predecessor can be a little rough. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense if you are just like leaving japan when you're done with your job and you just want to get out of there but yeah. some of it seems a little bit rude like one of the girls said that her predecessor left a ton of like trash and like she opened the fridge yeah. and there was like old fish in there and stuff <laughs> i don't think it sounds like ben would do that to us i hope not um so that would be a pretty interesting interesting thing which that kind of brings us to he did have a section about what will i do about furniture so we talked about how like you know apartments come unfurnished and that includes things like washing machines, refrigerators, anything like, like everything. that. Yeah, like big appliances. Thankfully, Ben mentions that the school owns a refrigerator and a washing machine that they'll lend us. Yes. So we shouldn't so have to buy, yeah, we shouldn't have to pay for a refrigerator and a washing machine. Ben mentions that he also has some things that he'd be happy to pass along to us. It's pretty funny. He says they're not necessarily beautiful, but they are free. And then later he talks about how None of these things are aesthetically pleasing or maximum <laughs> comfort, but they might at least help get you started during the first weeks in Uchinata. So he was saying that he would offer to leave behind a couple of futons, 
kitchen stuff. And then he said he has a small floor table and a clothes hanging rack and an electric heater. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it all sounds very useful, especially the futons, because I didn't really think about how, like, the day you arrive, you'd either have to ask your supervisor to, like, take you to get a futon somewhere or yeah. you just sleep on the floor. <laughs> I guess unless you could get somewhere. No, because you could walk to a store, but you can't get the futon unless they, they probably do home delivery. Yeah, some places you can go to the store and then you can pay and they'll deliver. But that'd be super convenient to just show up and already have the futon there. Yeah, definitely definitely the futons. It is kind of interesting to think, though, that, I mean, I, I guess he won't be leaving behind, like, sheets and pillows. <laughs> so no. yeah, I you... might just be sleeping on a futon. Well, that kind of stuff I would be packing, but I guess, I guess maybe you're going to have to pack a little less late than you would like to. I could walk to, like, a... I'm sure. I yeah. could probably just go to like the Mega Don Quixote yeah. and buy some sheets. All so right. that kind of brings us to the uh, the exciting bit. Of, yeah, the part we've been waiting for. Yeah, so he sent this thing along and he said, what's the info on my housing situation? That's kind of Tell me. Our, number one, <laughs> our number one question at this point. Like it's nice. It is. It's really good to hear all those other details and that does help put my mind at ease. But yeah, we wanted to know where we were going to be living. It, it's still slightly up in the air, as all things with Jet, but he mentioned, he told me where he is currently living, and then he said that he would ask his supervisor to talk to the landlord to see if they would hold the apartment for me. It's called Heights Park. It's in Uchinata, so that was, like, cleared that big mystery we've talked about before about, like, oh, will we be living in Kanazawa or will we be living in Uchinata? So my predecessor lives in Uchinata, and he lives in a 1DK apartment, which, do you remember what that means? No. Okay, so 1DK, I think the the number is always the amount of bedrooms. Oh. So 1DK is like one bedroom. DK is dining and kitchen. So hmm. it's like a one, there's like a one bedroom area, and then there's a dining <laughs> kitchen area. What would you call it if it has like one bedroom but two other rooms i guess those would just be so that's when you add living you can also add living in there so you can also have a one ldk which means you have like a bedroom then there's like a living room and then there's like a dining kitchen room and i don't know what happens when it's like western style where there's like a kitchen and a dining room yeah i don't know what they would do because it sounds like dk is typically like dining kitchen like they're combined Mm -hmm. which is the case in heights park and yeah, it's very quaint. <laughs> yeah, so we of course immediately googled. It's in a really good location. Nice. Yeah, it's like a pretty perfect location, which we can talk more about what's around the apartment in a little bit, but the apartment is like halfway between the school and the train station. So yeah, that's like definitely the important pretty part. Pretty central. Yeah, it's about 6 minutes to the high school in one direction and then 6 minutes to the train station in the other direction. So but Very we're looking convenient. at the floor plan right now, and so you would walk into the apartment, and there would be that little space where... Yeah, which I forget what it's called. Yeah, but there's always a designated space in Japanese homes where you take your shoes off and your coats and stuff, but it's it's pretty frowned upon to wear shoes indoors, especially in homes. And then if you look to the right, there's like the bedroom, mm-hmm. and it's 8.5. I think that's 8.5 tatami mats which is like yeah, the measurement. They, I can't remember. They don't say tatami mats. There's like a word for it. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, essentially it means, so a tatami mat has a very specific measurement. Yeah, which I think is pretty cool. This is like a Western style apartment where it, like there isn't any traditional tatami mat rooms or anything. But anyway, if you were to put tatami mats in this bedroom, you could fit 8.5 of them. And there's a closet. And then there's also like kind of a funny little room. It's katakana for sunrumu. So it's like a sunroom. Japanese tutor and I looked at the apartment and he was very funny he kept saying like oh kire like it's like it was very clean <laughs> so <laughs> he kept talking about how um clean it is and yeah. then he said the sunroom would be kind of where you would hang your clothes to dry stuff which would be pretty um helpful because I don't think that dryers are very popular yeah you have a washer but we would have a washer but we yeah. need to hang clothes so anyway if you go back through the bedroom through the little shoe entrance room then you come to the kitchen dining which is much smaller it's only 4.5 tatami mats <laughs> and mm. then on the far end is there's like so in america we just have like a bathroom but in a lot of apartments or a lot of homes in japan you'll have like a toilet room and then a bath room and then like the sink is separate so in this apartment, there's like three separate doors kind of. So you could go into the sink area and then the bathroom is like literally just a bath. Um, and you could get, I don't know, you could get like the walls and the floors and everything wet and they're kind of yeah, like a big a shower. Room. Yeah. And then if you go back out, there's a separate tiny room with like just a toilet in it, which is kind of nice because then someone can be using the toilet while someone else is using the shower or the sink and, you know. Yeah. And it's pretty funny because on this diagram we're looking at, so it shows the stovetop, and we do have the sakana no grill. That's the fish grill. Yeah, <laughs> I so can't wait like, to use it. You don't really get an oven, but there's this like tray you can pull out from underneath the stovetop or the gas range. My tutor called it, yeah, the fish grill. I mean, that's literally what it there. is. Yeah. But he did mention in this photo, so you can see even on the diagram, it shows three burners on the top of the stove. But he was like reading the text for the apartment and he was like oh but for some reason it says there are only two burners hmm. so we don't we didn't know, I what, don't the know what the third thing third was yeah but daiki he thought it was really funny he was like wow there are three burners and then he started reading the wow, text three and, whole yeah. burners but then when he read the text he was like wait he's like never mind he's like for some reason it says that you only have two <laughs> yeah <laughs> so. it would be kind of weird to not be able to like I don't, I don't know i don't really like bake cakes all the time here i will like oh, roast vegetables but what guess what you don't need to bake cakes. Oh, yeah. Because one of the attractions that's listed in the apartment listing is it's close to a apparently bakery. a very good bakery is what it I says. I did see that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Do you want to talk about what else the apartment is near? Yes. Yeah, I've so got the Google Maps pulled up. It's honestly very well located. There, I don't, I don't know if I would use like quaint, but it's like a nice town area. So there are plenty of restaurants, um, the apartment listing says it's a four-minute walk to the train station. There is, like, a store nearby. It says that there's a shopping mall nearby, but I can't really see it from the Google Maps. But they claim yeah. it's, like, a kilometer away. There's a shopping mall. And the apartment complex is, like, well, I don't know if it's a complex, but anyway. Yeah, it's, like, the, a little building. The apartment <laughs> building is, like, right in the middle of the island, kind of, that Uchinato is on. And then on the... One side where the train station is, that's on the lagoon side. And then the side where the high school is, is on the beach side. And you could go easily to either one, which is really yeah, nice. It really is just about smack dab in the, the middle. The other thing I'm excited that it's near is this thing called the Forest Promenade. And it's, it looks like a linear park, kind of like yeah. in like New York City. 
I feel like it's probably so if you remember in the last episode we talked about the romantic acacia festival and that's the forest promenade where that festival happens so I think those are literally all of locust trees or the false pseudo acacia plants and trees and so I bet that's like the barrier they talk about that protects the town from the sand and winds yeah yeah that is really nice so I think that that's like the park and there is it looks kind of like a greenway that goes through it so that'd be like super nice for going on a run or bike riding to connect to other parts of the city Mm -hmm. and I like it because I think I would miss greenery we live in like a super lush green wooded area here Mm -hmm. and I've never lived at the beach and it has like its own beauty but doesn't really have a lot of green and so it would be nice to have this little like forest strip where you could go on like a little wooded run and you're still at the beach yeah so we can we can still go see some trees and (laughs) not miss that but yeah it's just it's a really good location also in his email he was i thought that with jet they kind of give you the place you live and that's just kind of it there's not really a choice but he made it seem like we had a choice and one of the choices was taking over his complex um, and the other choice is picking somewhere totally new. So I guess we could talk about the pros and cons of just staying in your predecessor's old apartment versus like looking for something different. So it, it's a little vague, but he mentions the email. He says the subtext of all this is that assuming the landlord agrees, it is likely more convenient for the school if you stay in the same place I'm living, but you are under no, you're under, <laughs> you're not under any obligation to do so as far as I know. He does say, that being said, I've never seen a roach or centipede. The location is good and the price is competitive. It's <laughs> kind of a weird thing to mention. I feel like if well, I... Well, I think in Japan, there's you hear a lot of stories about people that see there, they have these like giant roaches oh. and these giant house centipedes. I that, did not know this. Yeah, that you find in your house. Gross. Yeah. That's just so interesting because I feel like whenever, like in college, you know, when you like kind of get a new house or a new apartment every year... And you're talking about like, oh, how how is this place? I don't think I've ever told somebody like, oh, it's great. I've never seen a roach in here. Yeah, I think it's just very common in Japan. I mean, it's good to know. <laughs> yeah. I just saw that he said that and I was like, okay. Yeah, also him mentioning the price is competitive. When my tutor, when Daiki saw the listing, he, that was like the first thing he said. He was oh, like, it's, wow, it's so cheap. It is really cheap. So the rent is a little under like $400. So yeah. it's about um, a month. It's four point two man, which I think is like forty two thousand yen, which is approximately four hundred US dollars. It may be less, like with how much? Yeah, with the exchange rate, um, it would be less in US dollars. Yeah, and then he did say, looking at it, there was some kind of oh, if you want parking, it's an extra thirty dollars a month. So if we got a car, the parking would be an extra thirty. And then there was some other very minor fee, which I can't remember what it was, but it was not a lot. Yeah, but like three seventy five or four hundred a month for all that space. I mean, it is just two rooms essentially. But like, I haven't paid that little since I was in college, and I shared a house with eight people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm totally okay with living in this house. Yeah. So those, so I guess that's a bunch of pros and the location is definitely a pro um, for how close you are to the high school and that you can walk to it. I guess what are the pros of looking for something different? I don't really know. I mean, I guess there's the freedom of like being able to choose. Um, 
part of me is afraid to look and then find something I really like and then it become a burden on the school to have us transfer to a different housing location than what Ben was already in. So I don't want to like look and like something more, but also where he's living is really cool. So I don't know that I need to look. And a con would be if it would be a problem to ask and if they'd be kind of like offended or if it was like putting (laughs) them out because they'd be like why do you want to do something different that's true oh this isn't good enough yeah that would be a bummer to start off on the wrong foot and Mm -hmm. have them think that we hate like (laughs) oh this house is trash yeah that wouldn't be ideal one like pro of living in kanazawa is that you could you would still have just like a 20 minute 20 minute commute to your school because of the train and then you'd have to walk like five or ten minutes to the school but then you would be closer to anything else you wanted to go see like around japan because kanazawa connects to so many places yeah but that's only it's just a weekend problem so yeah and that's only like 30 minutes total Mm -hmm. and the other side would be spending that that, time every day yeah every day going back and forth so i'd probably prefer to live also ben did mention that sometimes it's impossible to bike because there's so much snow (laughs) so he's like you kind of need to have another mode of transportation and then he said for him it was walking um so yeah being a six minute walk from a high school that i'm teaching at every day if it's gonna snow like Mm -hmm. feet and then you have to walk through there that would be really nice it hasn't been since college that we could walk to like places that we needed to be and honestly everything that's around the apartment looks like it would be plenty to kind of keep us engaged i think going to the city like going to kanazawa would feel more special that's true versus if we lived there yeah because even if we lived in the city it's not like i would eat out every night or go shopping every day yeah and it's close enough that we could make a trip into the city and it would be cool also looking on the map, there's like anything that I would need around the apartment. That was what I was kind of worried about. Like I didn't want to live really close to the school and really far from any errands. But there's grocery stores, restaurants, that bakery. <laughs> but clearly we were most excited about the housing. Yeah. The other information is cool. Finding <laughs> out like nice, but... where Ben lives and then having a picture of it was so exciting. But I, I do want to cl- close a quick loose end that I actually thought of. Um I did look it up, and Japan has really neat... uh, Maybe everywhere has this. I don't know. But I don't know if it's a Japan-only thing. But they do have a luggage forwarding service. And so we were talking last episode about Annie showing up in the airport with a boatload of bags and just spilling stuff everywhere. (laughs) But you can take all of your bags to, like, a kiosk, and there are, like, five different companies that do this, and you give them all of your bags and an address... And then you pay something like twenty to thirty dollars per Which is bag. Absolutely insane. Crazy. And they'll just ship it to your house. That's like cheaper than if I wanted to mail you like a shoebox across yeah. the country. And it's so My nice country. because that means when you land, you can just give them our address and then hopefully I can come meet you and then we can just spend the weekend in like Tokyo or whatever mm-hmm. and then go to our house. The only thing is apparently sometimes it takes days and apparently sometimes it can take like two weeks. Oh. So someone was suggesting <laughs> yeah, get it at some point. that you take a duffel bag in your checked luggage 
And then when you get there, you pull the duffel bag out and you fill the duffel bag with stuff you're going to need in that two weeks. And then you give them all your luggage. That makes sense. I could probably just have a duffel bag that I fly over with anyway. I mean, we did that when we came back from Japan that one time. We bought a duffel bag in Japan because we like (laughs) over my like Gundam model. Yeah. (laughs) Zeb bought like a really big Gundam model. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that limited edition (laughs) special. You still have to assemble it. I know. I only built the core fighter, but maybe that will be podcast number 100. We finally build the Gundam model. Maybe. Maybe I'll just buy a new one. (laughs) So, yeah, that is a huge relief, though, that I just can't imagine getting on a train with like more bags that I could carry. So that's uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because hopefully when folks are listening to this and one day they visit Japan they can maybe learn something from what we've learned. They'll do it to hotels, apartments, like companies if you're coming over for business and anything like that. Very convenient because then you can just walk straight in, well, walk onto a train, then go to the city and then not worry about carrying around bags. But And then also maybe just quick note, hopefully we sound good because we're holding microphones <laughs> where before <laughs> we were just using the built-in microphone on a recorder which is actually really nice it's a really nice microphone really nice recorder but we have handheld microphones with our xlr cables and everything so hopefully this is going to sound good because yeah watch it sound like worse anyway we're setting the (laughs) we're setting the bar low this is only our third episode so hopefully we can get all these like technology tweaks out and yeah before we scare everyone away and then they never listen (laughs) to us talk ever again all right well it's time for our word of the week do you have a japanese word of the week i do so (laughs) and it is (laughs) yeah so i had to ask daiki because i was trying to explain to him i was like how do i say this because I'm excited about everything that we've been learning. And he was like, oh, it's waku waku suru. So suru is like to do. And I don't know. So waku waku is in katakana. So it's clearly like a foreign borrowed word. But I don't know what language. Hmm. It would, or it could just be like the what's the sound words. Oh, yeah. Like a onomatopoeia. Something like that. So it could just be a sound word. But I don't know what makes the waku waku sound when it's excited. but so it's literally like to do excitement and so it's waku waku shimas or i would say like waku waku shitemas so like i am being excited Mm, because excited is a verb in japanese yeah so i would be doing excitement to like (laughs) uh, so i am currently being excited so waku waku shitemas is my word of the week oh what's yours mine also is a fun sounding word it's tokidoki and tokidoki means sometimes yeah i use that word a lot yeah tokidoki and toki by itself means when i don't think doki means anything but yeah i don't know but tokidoki means sometimes oh yeah because toki like kodomo no toki would be like when i was a kid mm-hmm. so tokidoki mm-hmm. so i could say mm, watashi wa tokidoki waku waku shimasu I am sometimes excited. (laughs) Sometimes I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably enough rambling for now. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys later.